come before you today and we just want to acknowledge your mercy. We acknowledge your mercy today. Your mercies over this past year and your mercies going into a brand new year. Lord, we give all of it to you and we say thank you. In the good times, Lord, we say thank you. In the difficult times, we say thank you. Lord, we look for your hand. We choose to look for your hand and your activity even when we can't see it. So Lord, I pray for your people as they share today. Lord, let something be said that will be encouraging, that will prompt others to share, to consider your goodness where perhaps they had not. And may you get all the glory and all the praise today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning, church, and happy new year. I pray that you all, pray that you all are well. My name is Tim White. I am the care minister here. It is always a privilege to stand before you. I don't take it lightly. Uh, so as Kimmy mentioned, this is Testimony Sunday. She already gave a description of it, so I'm not going to go into that. Um, but just a, a little bit about what we will be doing today. I know this is a new year and this is a time of renewal, right? Budgets are turning over, jobs are turning over, there are new opportunities and so on. At least this is the mindset of our culture. But today we get the opportunity to look back this past year over what God has done and then also to look forward to what God is doing and will do, okay? And so I just want to read a couple scriptures just to highlight a little bit. I mean, there's so many passages I can pull out, but just a little bit about what today really means and why this is important. This is, uh, I'm going to read from the Old Testament as well as the New Testament. This comes from Deuteronomy chapter 8, starting verse 1. Every commandment which I command you today, this is Moses speaking to the children of Israel. Every commandment that I command you today, you must be careful to observe that you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test you, to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. Remember the Lord. From the New Testament. First Thessalonians 5, starting in verse 6. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, those who get drunk are drunk at night, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. 
For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. To comfort, to edify, to remember. I want to remind you, this is a communal time. Testimony is about that. Remembering as a community what God has done, which is why I'm not preaching today. Because the word is not just preached, it's lived out. We want to be doers of the word and not just hearers only. And so what we get to hear today is from the family of how God is moving among us. And it builds up the body. So if you are reluctant to share, but you feel a prompting from the spirit, I would encourage you to share because someone out here might need to hear your story. They might be going through something similar to you and maybe they're feeling like letting go and they need to hear an encouraging word about how someone else is going through the same thing, but yet they're holding on to God. And maybe that's just enough to say, I can keep holding on. I can hold on another day. You will hear joy because we hear the blessings of God too, of how God has provided in ways that we could not have imagined. So we rejoice with those who rejoice. And some of us might be mourning. We've had new birth and we've lost loved ones. Some of us are going into new, a new year with great career options and some of us, we lost a job and we're still looking for one. But I want us to see and hear how God is in the midst of all of it, in the midst of the storms with us, in the midst of the joy, the tears, the pain. There might be newlyweds here. There might be marriages going through a difficult time. We want to encourage each other. So instructions, those who uh, would love to share, I would like for you to come on this side, the front row, or wherever you find a seat, come this way. You will come up this way on the stage, don't trip. If you do trip, I'll check up on you, but I can't promise I won't laugh. But be careful, you'll come to this microphone and you will share. I'm asking you to keep it to three minutes, okay? I will sit in the seat of power right there. So. If you hear me arising from my seat and coming towards you, then you know. But now if it's a deep, if you're deep into it, I, I will be gentle, but still, let's be mindful of the time. I'm not gonna be, we're not gonna be harsh. Couple other things. You will hear people share stories of joy, pain, sometimes even hard things, sensitive things things of maybe even struggling with sin and coming out to the church about it. So commit everything you hear to prayer, not gossip, okay? We're not doing that up in here. Commit it to prayer. Some of you might be prompted, maybe someone speaks something, you might be prompted to connect with that person. Maybe God has given you a solution 
to their situation. This is why we need to share with the body. It's important. We help each other. We build each other up. Okay? So, three minutes. Commit everything you hear to prayer. And we are biblically centered. We are Christ-centered. So everything we point to Christ and what he's doing. Right? And the joy we're pointing to how Christ is in the midst of this. And you might even be in a storm and maybe the storm is still raging. Okay? You can share that too. Maybe the storm is still going on and you might be struggling to see where God is. You can share that, but we're still going to point to Christ. Even if it is, church, I need prayer. Church, I don't see where God is right now. I need help. I want you to know that that's okay to share too. Because we want to encourage each other. Okay? And I pray that the Spirit will just move. So, the stage is open. Whoever would like to come and begin. And then after some time, I will close. But uh, come on up. Please come this way. And the microphone should be on. Yeah, we are live. All right. Hey, hey, John. Good day. <laughs> All right. Good morning. Happy New Year. Good to see you, brother. I just got breakfast with this guy like yesterday at Stax. It's so good. You should go to Stax this year if you haven't ever before. All right. Shout out to Stax. Done. But I just wanted to say good to see you all again. I feel like most of you I've seen around. Jeff, Madison, hey, what's up? A lot of you I can't see in the light, but I know most of you I feel like, and it's good to be back. I've been at Newcom, well, maybe a little over two years now, but I've actually been gone these past five to six months because I started school over in Alabama. And I've shared with numerous people about bits and pieces of my story, but I came to Chicago originally to go to Northwestern to work in a lab. Long story short, I got let go because it just was not a good fit with the boss. You know the type, right? So it was just a shock out of the blue. I didn't know what happened and I was just let go. But God told me, he showed me that there was purpose here in this city and he connected me with so many amazing people at this church that edified me, that fed into me, that preached to me the word, that prayed for me, that met up with me. These guys right here, left, right? Oh my gosh, you guys have so many amazing people. I hope you know that. Really amazing quality believers of this church. They got me through a very difficult season and God, April 8th of last year, well, two years now, can't believe it, because this is a day ago, you know, 2022, 2021, April 8th, I was let go. This previous year, 2022, April 8th, I got into my graduate program. One whole year later, right? I had no clue what that meant. Like, I knew it was God. He told me, he showed me early, early on that I was supposed to go to academia, and I was working in a psychology lab, was let go. Two different labs I was at at Northwestern, one studying personality, one gender dysphoria. Now, I'm not a very political guy, but we know that these days are very tenuous. We have people that care about many different issues for many important reasons, especially at this church. We care about our communities. They're very divided right now. And as Christ followers, we are called to be peacemakers and stand in the middle. It's not a comfortable feeling. It's not a comfortable space. It's a very liminal space, as we've preached on in various, various sermons throughout the past two years. And so I, myself, I've gone now to Auburn University, right? 
a year after being let go, a year after being let go, one whole year, it was totally God's faithfulness in getting me into this PhD program for clinical psychology. And I was supposed to be working with this wonderful professor, I won't name her, but she studies eating disorders in the LGBT community and men. And this is a very minority, marginalized group of people. Now, she's also a believer. We have differing values in terms of marriage, right? I used to have a more, how do you say, open-minded view of marriage. I don't know what you think of that, but now I have grown, I've changed, and I'm open to changing. I'm always open to changing. If I'm truly pursuing truth, I am open to changing. That sounds scary, right? But if you want the truth, God will tell you. He is not a vague God. He will preach to you the truth. There is no two truths. There is only one truth. I hate that. I don't like that. I want my truth. Do y'all want your truth? I know y'all do, okay? I want my truth, but it's not going to be that way. God is a loving God. He is a holy God, one God, and he will not speak against himself. I am sorry, and I am thankful for that at the same time. So when I came to this position, we shared about our love for the Lord in secret, and then as the conversations continued, we shared about our values, which included marriage. And so she felt some trepidation about how the process was gonna go. Later on into the summer, as we continued with our research, before my program even started, she told me that somebody emailed the lab. Remember again, I worked at a gender dysphoria lab, right? And the way that the science is going is not matching up with how the narrative is going mainstream. That's how I see it. That's how many people I've associated and have done the research have seen it. Things have blown up. And I think we get the sense of that generally, correct? So I got an email directed to the lab, the general lab that I will be working for at Auburn University, and I was called a transphobe. I was told that Tiffany, excuse me, I won't give her her last name at least, but my professor was going to fire me, or she should fire me. But she didn't because she knew that I had integrity. I wasn't someone who lashed out on people. I was not antagonistic. But that was the main drive or motive of this anonymous person that emailed the lab saying that I was a transphobe. I was awestruck. I was very jarred. I mean, well, what, what do you say to that, right? And she said, no, I don't believe in that, John. I'm sorry that this happened. And she's so sweet. like great person, lovely person, but she couldn't handle it after it happened two times. Two times it happened. Two emails on separate occasions, and they decided, the department, since I was already going to be on board in the department, they're going to give me another professor. So I'm, now I'm, I'm switching research interests from eating disorders in this minority population to another demographic of individuals researching substance abuse. So something a little bit safer, something not as socially tenuous, and not as divisive. And I think this is really God's working and just protecting me personally, but also I've learned a lot through it. People had their eyes on me. People had assumptions about me because, you know what, I am a Christian. I'm proud to be a Christian. And a lot of us, you're scared, you know? I get it, I'm scared sometimes, right? To be a Christian. Isn't that sad? There's that stigma. I, I mean, I have a, different orientation myself personally, right? And I can be open in certain circles to share that. At church, it can be hard sometimes, but even these days, it's gonna be harder as Christians to voice our true beliefs as followers. I'm just telling you, okay? I'm the messenger. You can like me, you can dislike me, it's up to you. 
But God is here to tell you, if anything, through my words, I hope you see that it's okay to be scared. But that doesn't discount faith. That is not mutually exclusive to faith. You are to be a light on a hill, a city to be seen. Even as our society is rebelling against our holy God, our good God, who has provided for each of us, even those who reject him, even those who reject him, remember that you are cared for, you will be protected. Even if I die in the flesh, we love God above anyone else, even our own family members, but we have preference for one another as believers. So I thank you so much for always accepting me, for showing me the hospitality and allowing us to do this work of reconciling others in this city and beyond. Thank you so much for what you've done in my life and it'll continue, I promise. God has done it, he'll continue it. Take heart. My name is Dale, and my wife Desiree and I started coming to Newcom this summer. And uh, uh, one of the longings of my heart is to see the power of God uh, while still here in this life. So <clears throat> I pray for people sometimes when they come to my office. I just say, you know, are you a person of faith? And I offer to pray for them. Um, but I don't consider myself a person of faith. So is anyone out there a person of faith? Oh. So I guess that's sort of like, you know, it's sort of like a prayer time with somebody who's prophetic and a person of faith, and I can just kind of bathe in holy water in the middle. Um, so I, my gift is taking risks, though I don't think that I'm a person of faith. So one morning I was on my way in, this is a few years ago now, I was on my way into work. And I, you know, I love my students and try and do a great job, but I was not prepared for class. So any of you who are teachers maybe have experienced this. It's really an anxiety producing thing. You're in there and you're supposed to stand in front of a room for some period of time and you're supposed to give insight and, and I was just not prepared. Um, and I was on the blue line coming towards downtown and I prayed, oh Lord, help me. Help me, I'm just not prepared. I teach at UIC. <clears throat> so I got off the train at the, at the Blue Line stop and walked across the bridge onto campus. Everybody's walking around <clears throat> like the whole world's outside. And I said, <clears throat> what's going on? And they said, <clears throat> there was a flood in the basement of the library, the power station. The campus is closed. <laughs> So, just be careful what you pray for. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Um, hi, I'm Tatum. Um, I don't think I've met all of you because I've only been here since July, um, but yes, hello. I'm an external processor, so if this doesn't make sense in the beginning, I promise it'll make sense by the end, hopefully. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to share that um, I actually 
was training for several years after college to be a missionary overseas in Spain. Um, and I started that journey as missionary overseas when I actually got there. That was um, March of 2021. And then I got back April of 2022, which was just under a year ago. Um, that time as a missionary overseas was one of the worst experiences I've ever had in my life. Um, it shattered everything that I believed um, about God, about what Christianity is, what it quote unquote should be, um, what Christians should look like, what they claim it is versus how they actually live it. Um, it was really, really bad. And I came back from that experience, uh, I keep wanting to say this year, I guess it was last year. Um, I came back from that experience and I was in a place where I was like, I will never set foot in a church ever again. God is a lie. Christianity is just a hypocritical garbage. Like, it's terrible. <laughs> um, because that had been my experience as a missionary. Everyone was a hypocrite. Um, that was my personal opinion. Um, and previous to that as well, I had a lot of um, just, just difficulty processing what the church was doing in 2020 and how they were responding or not responding to certain things. Um, it was a really difficult couple years. And um, I actually ended up at Newcom this July because I came back, all of my friends had moved, so I had to kind of rebuild my community. And I was in a place where I was like, well, I've grown up in the church. Going to church is literally the only way I know how to make friends. So I guess I'm going to church. <laughs> um, that is 100% true. And so I ended up at Newcom uh, because I was like, I need community, I guess. Even if I disagree with everything, I still need people in my life. Um, and I, I won't stand up here and say that all of my beliefs have been restored because that is not true, and I'm going to be honest about that. Um, but at the same time, I will say that um, after what I've been through, I have been very resistant to God. Um, I felt abandoned. I felt lonely. I felt just a lot of negative feelings. But as much as I have wanted to hold on to that anger and just reject God, um, I, do, I do feel him not letting me go. Um, as much as I'm like, please just let me be angry. Please just let all these things that I went through be proof that you're not real because this was really hard and like what kind of God would do this? Um, and I still don't have all the answers. I don't know why I went through everything that I did, but I can say that I am in a place now where for whatever reason, God is not letting me go. Um, and I do, I do still have hope. I don't necessarily know what I have hope for um, because there's a lot of questions that I don't have answers to. Um, but I just wanted to say, if there's anyone going through anything here where everything is shattered, which our faith is so personal to us. So if your faith is taken away, it's kind of like your identity and who you are is just completely in flux and you don't even know what's going on. Um, so if anyone either here or online or whatever is going through that kind of experience, um, I just want to say that um, God is there with you. Even if you're mad at him and you don't want him to be there and you don't want to even believe that he's there, um, he's not going to let you go. And I don't know where that will lead you. I don't know where it's going to lead me. Um, but I hope that you can find hope in that um, and that God will 
at some point, I'm speaking to myself as much as I'm speaking to you, I guess. I hope that at some point God will really um, just show up in a huge way and just um, redeem lots of different things so that you can um, really fully believe again and not just have little inklings of it. But um, God meets us where we're at, even when we've got questions, even when we don't know. Um, those questions don't scare him. Those doubts don't scare him. That's one of the things I love about Newcom. I felt very safe here. Having all the questions that I do, I haven't felt judged. So thank you, Newcom. You guys have restored some sort of hope in the Christian community in my heart. Um, and yeah, I know people have been through a lot of painful experiences here, but I want you to know as someone who's new, God is working through this community. Um, so yeah. Is that three minutes? Uh, hello, family. Um, yeah, my name is uh, George, uh, and my wife's uh, Fredlin, and my two kids. Uh, we came here uh, about a year ago. Uh, just wanted to say uh, praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, wanted to uh, start off with, uh, with Psalm 3723. The step of a man are ordered by the Lord who takes delight in his way. And um, the, the way that I had to see it is, you know, we came here. Um, in spite of the 2021, uh, the pandemic, and um, I just wanted to share that, uh, that you know, that, uh, how the community here is, is more diverse. You know, I, I see a lot of uh, different culture. And um, as, uh, as 2022 closed, I remember my, me and my wife always talked about Pastor Nicole's uh, message uh, that he said that every one of us have an assignment. And as me and my wife always talk that, hey, you know, what, what, we, should be, what we should be doing for, for 2023. And we always have in mind that, you know, we had, each, each one of us, we had to find our own assignment. We can't compare what others are doing or what other ministries are doing. It's just in us that we had to find that assignment that God want us to do. And um, I, we really love this church. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning, my name is Desiree Reed. <clears throat> Seems to be a theme here. Um, my husband spoke earlier. Um, I grew up in a family, I was the only child till I was 13, but I grew up in a family where we were kind of all on our own. There was no secure attachment. Um, if anything, it was more like I was a parent and a spouse to my parents, so it was very unhealthy. Um, and so that affects, affected my life and my spiritual life too. So I uh, was in a prayer time this last year, and I, ha I had an image of Jesus and I looking at each other and it was like circles of light going around us and I I felt like I was hearing I cannot not be connected to Jesus. He cannot not be connected to me. It's impossible for him to not be connected to me. And there was it was very powerful. And then I had another image of me being like a, on a as a kite. So I'm on the string now. It's like I ooh, I'm still connected to him even if I'm like, you know, twirling around in the sky 
And, um, sorry, losing my point now. Um, so it doesn't matter what's happening, good or bad, I'm still connected to Jesus. Um, and so the other, and the only other thing I want to say is another thing this last year, I feel like what I have experienced is that uh, I feel like I was loved from the beginning, that God loved me from the beginning, because if he hasn't, what's the point? That's Kimmy over there, Nate, Carl. So I've been around New Community, James. See? Been around New Community a few years. These lights are bothersome. Can you guys vote for six minutes for me, please? No. Uh, so, so I'm here today because I'm alive. And I have proof that, that God exists because I'm standing here. Uh, and this, this is, uh, this is uh, serious uh, stuff. Uh, over the years, I've had several friends that didn't make it to retirement. I got my retirement in May of last year. And this is a real miracle because I didn't think I was going to get there. So without naming them, there are several of my friends that were involved in open arms uh, that didn't make it. And, uh, you know, I spent six, six months or so trying to figure out why... What, what happened here? Why am I making it? What, how did I get through the, how did I get through the gate? And uh, it's because of, it's because of God, and and uh, it's because of the uh, the incredible power of, of the Holy Spirit working through the members of New Community. Uh, they know who they are, and, and this is a debt I cannot repay. Okay, I've, I've cooked a few meals next door. And, cooked a few meals down the street, and uh, tried to be of service over the years. And my faith has been shaken, shaken by our former president, shaken by our former and current mayors, shaken by our superintendent of police, shaken by society at large, Angela. Um, anyway, not by Angela, you know. But um, uh, so, so I'm retired. I'm trying to take it easy. I'm, relax. You made it. You, you're retired now. I don't have to do anything. I can just, I, I can do what I want. <laughs> no, you, I, I, you don't get to just do what you want. If you're a believer, you have, this requires obedience. Uh, and this is the hardest thing for me is obedience. John said it very well. I want, I want, I want, I want my truth to be working. I, I, I want to, Come on, I got a plan. I got a notebook. I got all kinds of ideas. These, these are all going to work. So let's, let's fast forward to last weekend. I've been off the grid 15 years. And uh, of course, you know, I got my Social Security, got a few bucks. I bought a really nice tent, right? Great tent. Wilderness survival expert, right? Triple tarped that baby. Triple tarped. Staked rocks, poles, tied into the trees. I made it through 40 below two nights in a row last weekend. My Social Security is a week late. It'll probably come tomorrow because of the storm. It shut down grids all over the country. And uh, here, I'm not thinking about it. My money's going to be there on the 27th. I'll be there. 
It's going to be great. Nah. -uh. So, so I was. I'm in my tent. The tarps are flapping, and and God is in the tent with me, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm extending myself, and opening my heart, and praying, and I'm getting getting wisdom. Wisdom is coming to me, and and um. Just, just write it out. I'm here with you. And I made it. I didn't freeze to death. And uh, on Monday, I was in the Wendy's, and uh, I was telling my story to a couple of guys who were, they're locals there, free coffee for senior citizens. You guys have got to make it over there every time you get a chance to get it. You save you a buck and a quarter. Uh, and a family sitting in a booth, a couple of booths away, uh, they, they approached me, and uh, the children were left seated, and the mother and father approached me and asked me if I needed a place to stay tonight. And they put me up at a hotel downtown. And uh, so I took off the beard. It's been really hard to sleep with the beard. And I'm downtown, right? So, hey, what are you going to do when you're downtown? Maybe go see a former employer. So that's what I did. And uh, this is the final chapter of the story. Uh, tomorrow, I have an interview at a restaurant where I was a chef 40 years ago. Uh, and I'm interviewing for the chef's job in the position that I left working at. And it's like, it looks like a lock. Uh, I'm, I work there. I know the manager knows me. We left a little bit of a... There's a little bit of a history there. I don't know whether it's good or not. I'll find out tomorrow. But none of this, none of this is my doing. Um, and they're not accident. This is not an accident that this has taken place. Um, and as my faith has been, has faltered, uh, I've been looking for reasons, you know, trying to convince myself that, no, you did this, Tom. You did this. And, and uh, you know, it, the the difficult thing is always to admit that that you're not running the program. Um, I run with a bunch of guys that say things like "keep it simple, stupid." They keep keep it simple, stupid, and and one of the things they say is "keep coming back." And so I ended up coming here today, and uh, you know I just try to get up in the morning and do the best that I can do. And I had no idea what time it was when I got up this morning. I'm looking at the Walgreens clock. It's quarter after nine. I can make it. And, and Sly Stone said, and I sing this song. I've been singing this song for six months. He said, you can make it if you try. And uh, you have to push a little harder sometimes. Um, so that's my testimony today. Happy New Year again to everybody. Everybody. Uh, my name is Mark. Uh, my wife Sandy and I have four children. We've been here at Newcom for about four years. Um, I'm a high school principal uh, of a public charter school on the west side, and these last four years have just been really, really 
hard, right? They've been hard for all of us. Um, and really, really hard for, for educators. Um, and so our school um, before the pandemic was really high performing. Um, and I got called to this work. God called me to urban education 12 years ago. So I was in the, I was in the army and God laced a, a call and conviction on my heart um, and opened a door for me at Chicago Bulls College Prep and I'm the principal there um, now. Uh, but the last four years have been challenging. Uh, you know, our kids have struggled. We've lost three kids to gun violence. We've, our staff obviously have struggled in different ways coming back from the pandemic. Um, and what God has taught me is how to be extremely um, dependent. And so the extreme dependence. Um, and he's taught me that. And he's also taught me that I'm loved through my friend and mentor, Carlton, that God loves us and loves me like a father. Um, so he's taught me how to be uh, extremely obedient. And I want to read Psalm 84, which is a psalm this year, which has uh, just been so good to me. It says, how lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh cry out for the living God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. And this is the best part right here. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength until each appears before God in Zion. And so what that scripture has spoke to me is where it says we go from strength to strength to strength in the valley, right? And so when we're in these places of failure and in these places of struggle, it doesn't say you go from success to success, but it does say you go from strength to strength. And God meets us in that place um, when we pursue his courts, right? And so for me, it's just look like every day, um, God, it's praying like breath, right? And to be extremely dependent. And the way the Psalm finishes, it says, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless? So God is a sun, he is our light, and he is our shield, he is our protector. And so my prayer for us this year is that, that God would be our light, right? That he would make our way clear, that we'd be extremely dependent on him when he makes that way clear, and that he would be our shield, our protector, um, and that we would not pursue success, but wherever God leads us, uh, that we'd find our strength in him. So thank you. speaking in front of people. So I am up here as um, an act of obedience, definitely. Um, I'm not going to get too much into the last three years just because I've been through a lot in the last three years. Um, even before the pandemic, I was struggling because I was in an industry that I love, been in an industry that I love for 12 years my entire career, but I felt stuck and I didn't know how to get out. And then that industry was shut down because of the pandemic. And I had no employment and I love working. <laughs> um, and I, I find so much of my identity in working. And then I lost my home, my apartment um, of 10 years that I also love, uh, had an apartment fire. Um, so that was summer of 2021. Um, God has come through so many times 
And I am in another avenue of that industry where there is expansion and growth and hope, um, which is amazing. But really what I wanted to come up and say today is that also if you know me, a few people in this room, Kimmy, James, John, you know that I'm a very difficult person to give help to. I am strong, I am independent, and I am so difficult to give help to. But this community has still come through for me and shown up for me. And God put me in positions where I needed help and I needed my community. And I just want to come up today and say, if you are like me, I know there's a lot of people in this city like me, open yourself up to softness and to receiving that help because it is there. God has so many plans for you for love and expansion and hope and community. Even in the worst of it, I still had community and I knew that I was loved. So thank you to those of you in this room who are not in this room, who have shown that to me and have stuck with me. So. Good morning. Uh, my name is Lynn Oliver. Uh, been uh, hanging around Newcom for about 10 years. I come from Minnesota, uh, the pretty white piece of the world. Uh, I'm still white, but <clears throat> now I'm also old. Uh, and uh, when my wife and I retired, we uh, figured we'd move to Minneapolis and hang out. Uh, I have four sisters there and brother and uh, but God wanted us here. So I now have six grandchildren, four of them who live here who take up our hearts and our attention. I went to Bible school after I started to follow Jesus way back in 1964 and um, one day at chapel uh, somebody preached on a uh, place out of Proverbs um, an exhortation to do not remove the old landmarks. Now, if you were an Israelite, as, as, uh, as Tim was reading, uh, and you've wandered around uh, the wilderness, and then you ended up at certain places, God commanded them to build an altar. When you got into the middle of the Jordan River, you had to take stones and you had to build some altars. And those were to be reminders of God's mercy, presence, power, grace, love, and so on. What we've been doing today is 
planting some landmarks, perhaps personally or for someone else. I have an old Bible. My grandmother gave it to me. It's the King James Bible. And in it are six or seven envelopes. My senior year in college, I was broke. One of my friends said, can I do something for you? And I said, I need a T.S. Eliot poetry book for a class. I'll get it for you. But those envelopes contained, uh, came in the mail. There were letters addressed to me. They were anonymous. There was $11 in one and $7 in another and 8 in another and 6 in another, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I've kept those because they are landmarks of God's mercy, faithfulness, care, and the community who cared for me, who I, I probably could think about them and name who those folk were. Um, I was, wanted to go to the Urbana Missions Convention and uh, I, I had no money for the $35 to, to uh, go. I had a paper to type. I put the paper in my typewriter. Remember typewriters, some of you? And you'd scroll it up and out came $35. A few years ago, just before we left uh, Minnesota, uh, we had some car difficulties, and Lucy had packaged up some presents for some friends, and she needed me to take them down because then we were packing up and going to do Christmas at my sister's house with my family. And I said, Lord, we could use $1,000. That was kind of a weird prayer. I don't normally make statements like that to God or anybody. Um, so I, we went, I delivered the gifts. We packed up. We went home. We had Christmas. And my mom, who was getting old, and, and uh, she had walked around. She limps, and she gave us each, each of the seven siblings, kids, a, a card. And in the card was a check for $1,000. Landmark. I, uh, I procure clothing for open arms. You need about 30 pairs of jeans every week and 30 pairs of underwear and 30 some pairs of socks and some t-shirts and sometimes we need a hoodie and maybe we need some shoes and does anybody have a backpack or a belt? I've been dressing Tom for about six, eight years now. He looks pretty good, doesn't he? <laughs> I need to just tell you, in spite of the struggles, especially in the last two years, God's been very, very faithful with underwear, socks, t-shirts, and hoodies, and even pants. Another landmark. Rather than trying to remove them and just move on, take some time, maybe today, and think about the way God has met you. Don't remove the landmarks. To God be the glory.
two more. just want to leave a little time for one or two more. Good morning, family. This is one of those testimonies that's very much still in process. You mentioned still being in the midst of the storm. Um, And that's the kind of story that I want to share with you. Um, I moved to Chicago in 2017 to attend college. Um, And high school had been a really difficult time for me. And um, there's a verse in Psalms about God setting the lonely in families um, and leading prisoners out with singing. Um, And I would describe that as what happened for me um, through the community I found Um, pretty early on when I was in school, Um, and my dear friend, um, her name's Karis, she was um, part of that community for me, Um, and like even now, if I were to name like top three people who have impacted my life the most, um, she'd be on that list. Um, So grateful for her friendship, she showed me and was Jesus to me, Um, carried me through really difficult seasons. And I'm grateful to still call her a friend. Um, But she has really been through it the last couple years, Um, was a part of a marriage that was really difficult, um, and that has now ended. Um, And I'm trying to walk with her as she has, in July, um, gave me a phone call to tell me that she no longer believes in Jesus. Um, And that's been probably the most devastating thing that's ever happened to me. and yeah, I'm learning what it looks like to, um, to love her, to walk alongside her, um, recognizing that this is something that doesn't, um, it's not even like something that um, came out of like church hurt or anger, um, but just out of a lot of pain um, and a lot of confusion. And so, um, yeah, I appreciate your prayers and um, thank you to those of you who have walked with me through that. I'm grateful and kind of, it's scared me to think about where I could be um, without the community that I found even at this church. Um, I was listening to a song yesterday, um, a John Mark Pantana song, um, and one of the lyrics says, I don't know anything about anything anymore, super meta. Um, 
but all I know is you more than I did before. Um, and that's, that's my prayer heading into 2023. Um, through the pain and the confusion and the uncertainty, um, with this friendship that's meant so much to me, um, I'm, I'm looking to, to know more of Jesus through that. Um, and thank you to those of you who have showed me um, and continue to love me. Um, yeah, through it. You can take it off if you, you can take off the mic. Yeah, just, put, yeah, hold it up. My name is Marlita. I'm a visitor of Andrina. She and I have been friends for many years. <clears throat> I was thinking about what I can say up here, and it's something because what the young lady just said is something about um, what I was thinking about talking about. I have a daughter that's 24 years old, and she and I live together. And she is a young lady that loves God. But recently, I've been seeing a change, a change in her. Excuse me. <laughs> I've been seeing a change in her where her language has been different. She's been cussing a lot. I, don't, I know a couple of her friends that she's talked to a lot, but I don't understand how this language is changing. And, uh, and at first, I was seeing a distance in us because we were so close. And I just realized that we were doing a lot of things together as she was coming up. Um, I lost a daughter in 2002. She, she was 21. And she had went to West Africa to Ghana to study abroad. And she died of getting malaria over there. So my uh, daughter that I'm speaking of now, she was three at the time, so she didn't get to know her. But people seem to have been jealous of the relationship that my daughter and I had, because we were so close always together. But now it's been different. And what I've been just doing was just praying about it because I'm thinking that maybe because she was so close to me that she's trying to just venture out on her own. And, uh, it's just been a struggle for me, but recently I've been seeing her drawing closer back to me. And what I did was that I just focused in on letting her be who she is and just praying because prayer is so powerful. And sometimes we forget to use that. We want to try and fix it ourselves. And that puts us in the way of what God is trying to do. And I heard another minister say that... Uh, you know, she grew up with her father being a preacher, but she backslid, and, but she came back, and now she's a preacher. So she said, don't, don't worry about them. Let, them. let them be who they are, and you pray for them because they will come back, and they may come back even stronger because, and that's what I'm doing. I'm just praying, letting her be who she is, and I'm drawing closer to God and being more prayerful 
and letting her see the Christ in me. Because a lot of times we want to fix people, but what are they seeing in us? We want this for them, but what are we showing them? Are they seeing Christ? Are they seeing love? So that's why I am, and I just wanted to share that. Thank you. to uh, thank everyone who shared. <clears throat> it does take a lot of guts to come up here and share your life. I want to take a moment, just a little bit of time to pray. But I want to do something we haven't done in a while. I want to ask you all, and those of you who are older know about this. Take a moment and reflect on what you heard all, the, all of the testimonies. And if you could just call out for others to hear a prayer. We pray for healing based on what you heard. We pray for mercy, God. Just take a moment. And as you feel led, just shout it out. Could be a word, could be a sentence, just... Renewed faith, restored faith, longevity of faith, trust in the process. Others. Lord, we pray for a greater trust in you. Lord, we pray for remembrance that you are always with us. You're always with us, Lord. Unity body. Yeah, boldness. Experience the power of God's word and draw us closer. Yeah. We pray for guidance and understanding and wisdom. Yeah. 
guidance, understanding, wisdom. Peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you, Lord. Impossible. Community, community in action. Yeah. <clears throat> Resilience and boldness in our faith. Couple more. Others. Peace and hope for Christians in Ukraine. Be okay with the mystery of God. Lord, we come before you and we offer all of these prayers. Lord, we need you more than anything else. So we lay these cares at your feet, knowing, Lord, that our shoulders are not broad enough, they're not strong enough to bear them, but yours are. Thank you, Lord, that you chase after us even at times when we don't want you. Thank you for the blessings that you give, the unexpected blessings from unexpected places. Lord, even in the midst of storms, questions about faith, losing faith, you still hold on to us. So help us to turn to you trusting you. And Lord, I pray for those today who did not share testimonies that may remain silent today, that you're still at work in the midst of these stories, and that those testimonies, however they come out, Lord God, that they can minister to somebody else. Thank you, Lord, how you use our testimonies for your good and your glory that others may come to know you. Thank you for what you're doing in our midst and what you're going to do. In Jesus' mighty name.